Time now for this week's Anderson Healy Show. Powered by Elevation, the Sun Devil's preferred home energy technology company. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. This is our broadcast that brings you all the latest news in Arizona State University Sun Devil Sports and features ASU Athletic Director Ray Anderson. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play broadcaster for Sun Devil Football, Men's Basketball, and Baseball, and it's my pleasure to serve as your co-host for our weekly show, co-hosting alongside of ASU Vice President for University Athletics, Ray Anderson. Good day, Ray. How have you been? I've been doing well, Tim. Thank you very much. Hope you're doing well. Just uh, got back from Minneapolis. I know uh, Bob Bowman's a guest today. We'll talk about uh, his wonderful work. So uh, all's good here. Thank you very much. You bet. We have two special guests actually joining us on this week's show. So much of the excitement and atmosphere that fans enjoy at a Sun Devil sporting event is created by the presence of and the performance at those events by the ASU marching and pep bands. And on this week's show, the longtime director of ASU's athletic uh, athletic bands, Jim Hudson, will join us to talk about all that as well as about a prestigious award he recently received from the Arizona Music Educators Association. In addition, as Ray referenced, Arizona State swimming coach Bob Bowman will drop by for a visit to reflect on his Sun Devil men's team's runner-up finish at last week's NCAA Men's Swimming and Diving Championships in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And even though we'll chat with Coach Bowman about that a bit later on, it certainly deserves prominent mention on the Anderson Healy Show when your team finishes number two in the nation as the Sun Devil men's swimming team finished second at last week's NCAA, second only to longtime swimming powerhouse and Pac-12 rival California. It's the highest national finish ever for the Arizona State men's swimming team. The previous best finishes, sixth place finishes, in 1982 and last year in 2022. After scoring a total of 236 team points last year at the NCAA Championships, Coach Bowman's team this year totaled 430 points, second only to the Cal Golden Bears. Ray, what a great moment it was. What a great week it was for Arizona State swimming and for Sun Devil Athletics. It was indeed, Tim. And like I said, uh, I was there for the championship. Buffy and I were able to go for three days and nights of the competition. It was intense all the way. Uh, And our team under Coach Bowman uh, and Kirby uh, just did a fantastic job, competitive, literally from start to finish. And I can tell you one thing, uh, the traditional powers in Cal and Stanford and Indiana and Texas uh, and North Carolina State, they know that Arizona State is here to stay uh, because they see now that this is a sustainable program, which co- what Coach Bowman has produced. Uh, and I think you, you may have mentioned uh, only twice in the last 10 years uh, uh, has any team outside of Texas and Cal been in the top two, and we were one of those now. Uh, so – no team outside of those two for 10 years had been in, uh, in the first or runner-up spot. Uh, and we crushed Texas, and we crushed uh, North Carolina State. Uh, and we were uh, really uh, scaring the Bears for the first couple nights, to be sure. Uh, but their depth and their experience finally got them uh, to a point gap. 
But we just did a magnificent job in a wonderful setting. Uh, and our guys are now, we have a sustainable program. I just couldn't be more proud. So I'll shut up there because I could go on and on about <laughs> how magnificent uh, it was to these student athletes under Coach Bowman uh, do so well and, and really wake up the swimming and diving community at a high, high level to say Arizona State is here and we plan to stay in the neighborhood. And leading the way for the Sun Devils last week in Minneapolis, as you might expect, the incomparable sophomore from France, Léon Marchand. He won the NCAA championship in three events last week and produced new NCAA record times in all three, the 200 and 400 individual medley and the 200 breaststroke. Léon has now won five career NCAA event titles, the most ever by an Arizona State swimmer. And some late-breaking news hot off the presses, Ray, uh, as we tape this show on Monday of this week. Leon Marchand, just this morning, was named the National Men's Swimmer of the Year by the College Swimming, Swimming, uh, College Swimming Coaches Association. Uh, clearly a well-deserved honor, but in some ways, when you look at uh, Leon's body of work, almost a no-brainer, huh? Uh, indeed, Tim, uh, a, a no-brainer, because I'm telling you, man, uh, when you're in a, 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 a an arena like we were and you have people who know swimming, and I don't really know swimming that well, but whenever Leon Marchand was going to race, everybody in the arena stood up because they knew they were witnessing greatness, and he delivered every single time. So, uh, it wasn't just the Arizona State contingent, but literally every contingent in the arena stood up because they knew they were about to watch uh, uh, probably the kind of performance they'll never see again uh, uh, in collegiate swimming until they come back next year and see Lyon. Uh, but he was spectacular uh, and so well-deserved, not a surprise, frankly. They couldn't have made another choice. Absolutely. All told, a total of 14 Arizona State swimmers earned All-American status with their performances and finishes at the NCAA Championships. What a great week it was in Minneapolis for Sun Devil Swimming. And we'll chat more with Coach Bob Bowman when he joins us on our next segment of this week's show. One of the other week uh, uh, big stories of the week in Arizona State sports, a rivalry week. Say that three fast three times. A rivalry week Weak. to remember for Sun Devil Baseball. Coach Willie Bloomquist's Sun Devils polished off both of their in-state rivals last week to highlight a 4-0 week on the diamond for Arizona State. The Devils began with an 11-1 thrashing of crosstown rival 25th-ranked Grand Canyon University this past Wednesday and followed that up with a three-game Pac-12 series sweep of the in-state conference arch-rival Arizona Wildcats at Phoenix Municipal Stadium. The sweep of the Cats came by scores of 6-5, 7-4, and 10-6. It was ASU's first three-game series sweep of the U of A in baseball since 2019. And as a result, Ray, Arizona State is now alone in first place in the Pac-12 baseball standings after three weeks of league play. The Sun Devils in first with a record of 5-1. and one. They are percentage points ahead of the vastly improved USC Trojans. It's to, From my perspective, Ray, it's great to see ASUN-USC, two traditional baseball powerhouses, 
enjoying uh, great starts to this conference season. Yes, I couldn't agree more, uh, Tim. Certainly us. Uh, I won't worry about USC too much, but uh, <laughs> certainly to see ASU off to a strong start. Coach Bloomquist has got this team playing well. Uh, and the pitching is coming along. You know, the offense has uh, uh, been, been pretty dynamic since the get-go, but the pitching, it seems to me, uh, is really uh, improving, particularly uh, later in the game. So, uh, exciting. Uh, I'm sorry I wasn't able to make it out. I was in Minneapolis on the way back, but you can believe I was watching the scores uh, every evening when we got back to the hotel after the swimming, and it was uh, just a, a great weekend for uh, uh, sports accomplishments uh, by the Sun Devils across the board. You're right about the pitching. Uh, that's been a key uh, component in the Sun Devils' recent success that has seen them win 10 of their last 11 games uh, the starting pitching was solid this week, but most impressive, the work of the bullpen. Uh, and the key there, Ray, is Willie's able to call on guys who come into the ball game and they throw strikes. And that's so important uh, when you can get out in, in front of the count on these hitters and uh, make them hit your pitches instead of theirs. And uh, the strike throwers out of the ASU bullpen have been a huge difference maker uh, through the first uh, couple of weeks of this season. Yes, uh, pitching and defense, they say, pitching and defense, although I like the offensive part of it. But if you got good pitching, uh, the defense is going to be better, and you got to throw strikes to have good pitching. And uh, not hitting guys, not walking guys, and it seems like this staff has really corrected itself from some, some, some uh, performances earlier in the year uh, and now seem to be very confident and very steady. Uh, and so the arms that come in from the bullpen – it seems to be very dependable, uh, uh, more so than it was earlier, and that is a key for us. So uh, we'll knock on wood and just keep working, uh, but off to a great start, uh, and in large part due to the improved pitching, Tim, no question. There were stars aplenty offensively over the weekend for Arizona State, but it's hard to ignore the contributions of freshman third baseman New Contratus, a young man from uh, the Honolulu area in Hawaii, he went a combined 7-for-10 with two homers and eight RBIs in the final two games of the series against Arizona. News tie-breaking three-run homer on Saturday put the Sun Devils ahead to stay 6-3 to in a game they ended up winning 7-4, to and he followed that up with a big performance on Sunday, including another home run, one of four solo homers the Sun Devils hit in the Sunday finale. In addition, uh, second baseman Luke Kieschel, who was last week's Pac-12 Player of the Week, uh, got the series off to a good start on Friday when he hit two home runs against the Wildcats and drove in five of Arizona State's six runs in a 6-5 win. Uh, this team always seems to be able to hit, Ray, and uh, this year's club clearly no exception. Well, uh, between Luke and New uh, uh, doing their thing, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to have another Pac-12 player of the week on our hands here very yeah. shortly. But how how exciting is that, that uh, uh, third base uh, and second base? And tell me again, Tim, are they both freshmen? Uh, Luke Kieschel is a junior transfer from the University of San Francisco, uh, but New Contratus is a true freshman. He was the Gatorade Hawaii High School Player of the Year in 2022 at St. Louis School in the Honolulu area and uh, off to a terrific start. He's good defensively at third base, too, and Kieschel is just a glue guy. He's one of those guys that is just valuable in so many ways in the clubhouse, on the field, on the bases, 
as he is uh, one of the top stolen base artists in the Pac-12 and uh, at the plate, clearly. So uh, two key components of Willie Bloomquist's infield, for sure. Yeah, new. I should know Luke, but he's new to me because he's a transfer, but he's sure playing like uh, he, he, he's, he's been here, wants to be here, uh, and is certainly contributing at a high level. And the young man from Hawaii is just uh, apparently very exciting. So looking forward to this team continue to play well. They're up at Cal this weekend. I know you'll be up there. Uh, and then I look forward to seeing them when they get home. But please come out uh, and see this team, folks. You will really be uh, impressed. A lot of people did this weekend as uh, over 17,000 people uh, filed into Phoenix Municipal Stadium for the three games of the Arizona series, 6,300 on Friday night, over 5,700 Saturday evening, and I think it was over 5,100 Sunday late afternoon. And the 17,000-plus, the largest attendance for a three-game series since the Sun Devils returned to Phoenix Municipal Stadium for the 2015 season. And as Ray referenced, the Devils now hit the road in Pac-12 play and uh, will have three big games in Berkeley against the Cal Golden Bears this coming Friday and Saturday night and Sunday afternoon. The Friday and Saturday games will start at 7, the Sunday game at 2 p.m. Our radio coverage will begin 15 minutes prior to each game with the uh, uh, pregame show. And Jeff Munn will be joining me for the broadcast of all three games in Berkeley this weekend, our, my regular color partner, Max Rossiter, will be away on a business trip for his day job, if you will. So Money will join me in the booth for all three games in Berkeley, Friday and Saturday. Our airtime will be 6.45 and Sunday at 1.45 on KDUS 1060 AM, and we hope you'll make plans to join us. By the way, ASU's other Diamond Devils just wrapped up a series in Berkeley against the Cal Golden Bears as Sun Devil softball dropped two out of three to California. But Megan Bartlett's uh, Sun Devil team did manage to win the series finale in Berkeley on Sunday, beating Cal by the score of four to two in extra innings as infielder Alexa Milius belted a game-winning two-run homer in the top of the eighth inning to win it for Arizona State with the pitching duo of Mac Osborne and Kenzie Brown teaming up to limit Cal to six hits. So uh, uh, a series lost, but it's always good to end on a high note, Ray, and hopefully they can build off that uh, Sunday afternoon victory at Cal. Yes, uh, always important to uh, get that final victory. Certainly don't want to get swept uh, and on the road in particular. So good to come back and pitch real well and get that clutch hit when we needed it, Tim, uh, to be able to come back home this weekend against Washington and let's get after them. But uh uh, this team is uh, 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 going to play hard all the time. They're exciting. We're in it uh, and should stay in it uh, throughout the season. So, folks, come on out uh, and watch Megan Bartlett and our women get after it at Farrington. And you'll have a chance to do just that this coming weekend as softball is back home and will host the always tough Washington Huskies for three games, Friday at 6 p.m., Saturday at 5 Sunday at 12 noon at Farrington Stadium. Well, two weeks of spring practices are in the books for the Sun Devil football team of first-year head coach Kenny Dillingham. And clearly, uh, from all the video we've seen and uh, heard, uh, the energy that Coach Dillingham and his staff have uh, brought to these practices, infectious 
and compelling. Uh, Ray, what are some of your early takeaways of uh, what you've heard about the, or seen from the Devils' uh, first few practice sessions, which have gotten tremendous media coverage so far? Yeah, well, reflective of what you said, uh, lots of energy, uh, lots of competition, uh, and the level of intensity uh, beyond anything we've seen here, certainly since I've been here in my ninth year now, Tim. Uh, it's just a, 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 a an intentional uh, uptick in terms of the expectations and the energy. Every practice and every position uh, is open for competition, and that's the that's the the attitude. That's the uh, the the temple. That's the pace. That's the expectation. So very impressed with what I've seen from Kenny and the coaches uh, and the players have seemed to completely have bought in uh, to the excitement and the level uh, of uh, expectation, accountability, uh, I should say. And so very pleased with uh, what's going on in spring ball. Uh, and of course, now uh, the trick is to have it translate over to uh, summer ball, training camp, uh, and then game performance once we get into August, September. So excited about what you see out there, Tim, to be sure. Absolutely. And spring football at Arizona State will culminate this year with the annual spring football game, and it'll take place Saturday, April 15th, and it will take place immediately after the conclusion of Pat's Run that same day. And what a great idea that is, Ray, to uh, dovetail the uh, start of the spring football game with the end of Pat's run, when you're probably going to have somewhere in the vicinity of 30,000 uh, people who care about Arizona State athletics participating in the run, why not hang around and catch uh, Kenny Dillingham's team in the spring football game? Uh, indeed, and in addition to the spring football game, we're planning a number of uh, events where fans can uh, participate uh, in various things between the, the, the quarters of uh, the football scrimmage that's being planned uh, additionally, the thought that uh, all of our uh, sports teams will have essentially uh, uh, presentations or spots, uh, almost like a festival, the Sun Devil Athletics Festival or Fair, where people can see soccer and basketball uh, uh, and other sports represented up and around the uh, concourse like a fair. Uh, you have this uh, wonderful uh, crowd here. Let's keep them for the Pats run. Let's keep them for football. Let's keep them for just doing a celebration of Sun Devil Athletics and Sun Devil uh, uh, at RIT while they're here. So some very creative ideas, uh, a lot of them uh, initiated by Kenny and then obviously our, our uh, uh, development and programming folks and entertainment uh, and uh, development folks putting their ideas together. It'll be a full day, Tim. It'll be a full Sounds day. Should like be it. a lot of fun. Should be indeed. And again, that's April 15th, Saturday, April 15th, the spring football game, the same day as Pat's run. Ray, quickly on the subject of football, I'm wondering if you have any updates or insights you can provide our listeners relative to the ongoing negotiations for a new television rights package for the remaining members of the Pac-12 conference. Uh, it's been going on for a while. All the media reports you see indicate something may happen soon. Uh, can you give us any update or any sense of uh, when we might see some news on that front? I, I, I wish I could, Tim, but I've been playing, saying for six months it's only going to be another two or three weeks, right? And here we are six <laughs> months later, and all I can tell you is it may be another two or three weeks. Uh, but certainly there's some optimism coming through 
the voices of our presidents and chancellors, including our own, that uh, they're getting good reports from the uh, Commissioner George Klyovkov uh, and the media negotiating team that the, uh, uh, the discussions are proceeding. Uh, we've been cautioned to just be patient because when you're dealing with the Apples and the Amazons, who haven't really been into the, the, the college multimedia field, they tend to be much more deliberate and slow in how they move, uh, more so than the traditional TV partners like ESPN, CBS. So we've just had to uh, exercise more patience than any of us are used to or any of us want to exercise, but that is the way of the world. So uh, that's an uh, inarticulate way of saying I can't give you anything specific, though – the uh, confidence being exuded by the presidents and chancellors give us as athletic directors reason to believe that we are going to get a deal. It won't be forever when it before it comes uh, and very optimistic about what the terms might be. And then you turn to the next uh, uh, domino, which is will you go and potentially add additional institutionals to the Pac-12, given the fact that USC and UCLA will de be, be departing after next year. So uh, that doesn't give you much clarity. Hopefully it gives you a sense that the optimism is there and we just got to be patient. And the sense is also that the remaining 10 schools remain solidified and united together, don't they, Ray, that they're going to keep this Pac-12 Pac conference in place, whether it's 10, 12, 14 down the road? Yes, I think that is very uh, uh, correct. Uh, you know, some of the outside noise would uh, try to lead the public and fans to believe that the conference is uh, not stable and your folks just waiting to see if they need to go elsewhere. Uh, I would dispel that. I think we're very solid uh, as a conference, presidents and chancellors and athletic directors that our, our 10 current members remain steadfast together uh, and we'll see this thing forward. Let's switch gears for a moment. After a 23-win season that included two victories in the Pac-12 tournament in Las Vegas and two well-played games, including one win in the NCAA tournament, Sun Devil men's basketball head coach Bobby Hurley uh, recently received a two-year contract extension right after the uh, conclusion of the men's basketball season for Arizona State. The Devils uh, ending with a tough 72-70 loss to TCU in the NCAA West Regional in Denver, Colorado. And that extension will keep Coach Hurley in Tempe at least through the 2025-2026 season. And a uh, well-deserved extension for Coach Hurley, uh, Ray. And I think it was good to see that get done. Yes, and uh, we wanted to make sure that the momentum and the trajectory of the program uh, had an opportunity to continue. Uh, and we've made uh, significant strides uh, under Coach Hurley's leadership, uh, and this if we just stay at it and stay patient, uh, yet get urgent uh, at the same time uh, with the things we need to do. We need to continue to work the portal. We need to continue to evolve in certain aspects of our game. We all understand and see that, uh, but in my judgment, uh, there is just no one better to continue leading this program. Uh, than Bobby Hurley. Uh, and so we wanted to get that done. We wanted to get it done in a timely fashion because it's a different world now with the transfer portal, as you know. You got to retain your own as best you can, and then you got to be ready to bring in additional players 
when they are available and looking for an opportunity. So it made a lot of sense and it was the right thing to do at the right time. So uh, glad that uh, Coach Hurley uh, and his family wanted to stay here. We wanted them to stay here as well. So glad it got done. Very excited about the way forward, Tim. Yeah, they have been great members of the Arizona State Athletic family, the Hurleys, and uh, great to see them here. And congrats to, to Bobby. His brother, Danny Hurley, is going to be in the Final Four as uh, the UConn Huskies, coached by Danny Hurley, will uh, be in Houston this weekend for the Final Four. They will play uh, Miami in a national semifinal game with uh, Florida Atlantic uh, taking on um, San Diego Florida. State. San Diego State, San Diego I do a blank State. for a moment. What a what an interesting <laughs> Final Four group, huh? Oh, uh, I, I guess they say the first in a long time where one, two, nor three seed uh, is in the Final Four ever, I think. Uh, and so uh, UConn's really come on. San Diego State, boy, they came on. But FAU, uh, really something. Uh, so should be, should be a lot of fun, uh, those games in Miami. Always tough. So uh, going to be a good Final Four, Tim. And I think uh, the UConn Huskies could be the favorite to uh, cut down the nets next Monday night in Houston. And uh, wouldn't that be something to have uh, Bobby Hurley's brother, Danny Hurley, win a national championship? He's going to have the opportunity to compete for it this weekend. Coming up, we will take a deeper dive, pun sort of intended, into ASU's runner-up finish at last week's NCAA Swimming Championships as we'll visit with the head coach of the Sun Devils, Coach Bob Bowman. But first, let's take a timeout. This is the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. Hey, it's Paul Calvisi, and if there's one thing all top teams have in common, it's consistent performance. And that's what you're going to find up and down the full lineup of Ford trucks and SUVs. From tailgating to towing, on the job or on vacation, Ford has the right vehicle for you with performance that never quits. See that full Ford lineup today. Just stop by your Arizona Ford dealers or visit buyfordnow.com. Proud partner of the ASU Sun Devils. Go Devils. 75% of the electricity you're using is on products that are turned off. And your ceiling fan could cost you up to $5,000 over its lifetime. Sun Devils fans, you know your sports stats. At Elevation, we know the stats that can help save your wallet and the world. Visit PoweredByElevation.com and learn how our full suite of smart solar solutions can make a powerful difference today. Elevation is a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Forks up, bills down. Get your forks up, Sun Devil fans, because Bar S, the number one selling hot dog brand in America, is now a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. From hot dogs and sausages to bacon, ham, turkey, corn dogs, and more, Bar S offers an all-star lineup of delicious mealtime and game-time meat. <coughs> Grab one of the new Bar S Sun Devil sausages next time you're at the stadium and head to your nearest grocery store to score some Bar S today. Bar S, a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. We continue now with the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. This is our weekly program that brings you all the latest news in Arizona State University Sun Devil sports and features Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils, and Ray and I are glad you're with us this week. As we mentioned earlier in the show, the Arizona State men's swimming and diving team enjoyed an historic week 
at last week's NCAA Championships in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where Coach Bob Bowman's Sun Devil Men posted a second-place finish, Arizona State's highest ever. The previous bests for ASU men's swimming were sixth-place finishes in 1982 and again last year in 2022. That means that in the last two years, the Sun Devil men have, in essence, posted the two best national finishes back-to-back in program history. Coach Bob Bowman joins us now on the Anderson Healy Show. Bob, congratulations to you and your student-athletes for a great showing up in Minnesota. Can you put this in perspective as to what this means for and what it demonstrates about your men's swimming program with these back-to-back top six national finishes? Well, thanks, Tim. It was quite a week up there. Uh, You know, I think what it means is our plan was correct, right? You know, it took eight years for us to build this thing up, but uh, we have the right people in place. We have an amazing coaching staff. Uh, and the athletes just all rose to the occasion and have learned what it takes to have a championship culture. And I think that's the most important part. You know, we've been building that over a period of years. And now I think we can can sustain that into the future. Indeed. And by my count, I think your swimmers had something like eight new ASU program records that were set during last week's NCAA championships. That, to me, is an indicator of the great depth of talent you have in your program, your perspective on that. No, I think that's correct. We had a number of All-Americans. The list just came out today, and I think we have uh, 12 first-team All-Americans and maybe three second-team, which is really an amazing uh, thing for our program. Uh, the quality of the swimming was very good, and it's that's tough to do at the top level, right, to do your best times under the pressure of, uh, you know, swimming for a championship. So I was very proud of the guys, how they stepped up and were able to do that. Absolutely. And of course, as Reggie Jackson might have said years ago, the straw that stirs the drink in ASU men's swimming, of course, is the sensational sophomore from France, Leon Marchand, who not only won three NCAA individual championships last week in Minneapolis, but he established new NCAA records in all three, the 200 and 400 IM and the 200 breast. Uh, your take, Bob, on Leon's performance up in Minneapolis. Well, it doesn't get better than that, right? He's really on another level now, not just on a personal level, but he's on a level above pretty much every other swimmer in the country right now. Um, he's worked extremely hard. He's improved on some things and is constantly looking to get better. And I think that's why he just continues to do these amazing performances. He's very consistent in his work and consistent in the way he races. You almost uh, reach a point, don't you, where you run out of superlatives and talking about a kid like that as uh, such a great collegiate swimmer? Yeah, you do. You know, I'm, I guess I'm experienced at it because I spent 20 years talking about this other guy, same thing. He just kept doing these <laughs> amazing things. So <laughs> with Leon, I'm a little bit, I try to downplay it a little bit, but uh, he's super humble and he just wants to swim as fast as he can and do the best he can for our team. So, you know, we just keep supporting him and he just keeps getting better. And, of course, that dude that Bob was referencing was a young man by the name of Michael Phelps, probably the greatest American swimmer of all time. Uh, Bob coached him for so many years. And as you look, as you watch Leon progress through his college career, Bob, what do you see anything in him that reminds you of Michael? Are there similarities they possess? Are there stark differences in the way they go about their business? How would you compare the two? Well, I think personality-wise, they're very different. Michael was super intense. 
and uh, Leon's very laid back, which is it's kind of fun to kind of just notice those differences. But they are the same in their work ethic, and they're the same in how they approach their sport in terms of taking care of every detail that needs to be done. Uh, I'll put Leon swimming this week in perspective. So in 1995, a guy named Tom Dolan had an unbelievable NCAA meet where he set the American record in the 400 IM at 338, three minutes and 38 seconds. That record stood until 2006 when Michael broke it and went 236. And it was like, that was the best record ever. And no one could believe anyone could swim 236. Well, fast forward to last week and Leon swam uh, 328, eight seconds faster than that. So that is just on another, it's just shifting the paradigm of what's possible in swimming. It's kind of hard to even get my head around. Wow. How how does he do it? Is it his conditioning, the work ethic? It must be a a whole bunch of different things. Well, it's a couple things. He's very good in the, the conditioning department, but he kicks underwater extremely well. That's a new thing in our sport. Well, not new anymore, but they call it the fifth stroke. So you have the four swimming strokes, but then the underwater kicking is very important, particularly an NC2A swim. So he's the best in the world at that right now. And I think that kind of drives his performances. Talk about some of your other swimmers who had great performances last week because, uh, and it seems like there's good chemistry on your, in your, in your program, because uh, obviously Leon gets a lot of attention because of his brilliance, but uh, it seems like uh, your other swimmers contribute a lot and admire what Leon is able to do for them. Absolutely do. We had Grant House who's, you know, fifth year senior, been with us quite a while, uh, scoring big points and doing a great job leading the team. We had Julian Hill, senior. He's going to come back for a fifth year, fortunately. Uh, you know, finaling in the 200 free. Patrick Salmon, sophomore, top eight in the 200 free. And something that I think is very exciting was we had four freshmen all score individually in the top eight of an event, which is wow. unheard of at this level, which really speaks to, I think, the quality of the recruiting we're doing, but also helps us look forward to the future with some confidence. Boy, that is exciting to hear. Now, of course, several years ago, if you watch our show, your folks are familiar with this. But in the, I think it was in the 2021 academic year, uh, Coach Bowman made the strategic decision during the COVID-19 pandemic to redshirt the entire men's and women's swimming and diving teams for a season. And as you look back at that decision, Bob, it seems like it was a stroke of genius. Uh, how do you think that move uh paid dividends or impacted what you were able to do with your men in Minneapolis last week? Well, I think it clearly paid off because the two seasons since then, we were six, like you said, the highest place we had been before, and then second. So it allowed us to concentrate the talent and also take a year to sort of develop people coming off of the COVID year, which I think we lost some conditioning and some other things. So in hindsight, it seems to have been a pretty good call. I would say so. You know, your women's swim team, I thought, had their moments this past year. How do you reflect on the progress they demonstrated in the 2022-23 year? You know, our women are coming along and it's a little bit quieter than the men right now. But before long, we're going to be having a a talk about what they did at a great NC2As. We had Lindsay Looney leading the way this year with a fourth place finish finish at NC2As. Uh, We swam quite well at Pac-12s. And... I am super excited because we're bringing in a very talented class this fall and one after that that's going to help us get the women in the top 10 at NC2A. So they're moving yeah, along I'll, quite well. 
upward trajectory for the women. And clearly, uh, the men's group appears to be on a significantly upward trajectory uh, as they bid to next year, again, compete for a national championship. Of course, Pac-12 rival California, the only school to top Arizona State in the men's NCAA championships this year. Uh, your your, your few thoughts on the future of your men's program, uh, you must be super excited about that. I'm very excited about it. And hats off to Cal. They are an amazing team, right? So since 2010 in men's NC2A swimming, Cal has been in the top two every time. Wow. And Texas has been in the top two with them every time, except for one time in 2013 where Michigan actually won and Cal was second. And then this year where we were second. So Mm -hmm. those two have sort of dominated men's swimming for quite a while. So it's fun to sort of start breaking that up and, and to be able to compete with them. So I'm you know, looking forward to a lot more great racing as we go through these years. Boy, I can't wait for next year to begin, I tell you, at that rate. Uh, but, Bob, again, congratulations on a tremendous season and your second-place national finish with the Sun Devil men. Uh, you and your student-athletes made Sun Devil Nation proud, and it's always good to visit with you. Thanks, Tim. Great to be here. That's Arizona State head swimming coach Bob Bowman, our guest this week here on the Anderson Healy Show. Up next, you'll meet a man whose ASU students play a big role in the great atmosphere surrounding so many Sun Devil sporting events. As the director of Arizona State's athletic bands, Jim Hudson will drop by for a visit. This is the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. Now, this time out. Y'all feeling lucky? Luke Combs here, and I have an exclusive opportunity for you to win a half a million dollars by joining me in the Living Lucky with Luke Combs lottery experience. When it rains, it pours for lucky fans and lottery players who enter to win a chance of a lifetime. Join me in Nashville for a private concert at the iconic Ryman Auditorium in 2024. One lucky winner will have the chance to walk away with a half million dollars at the end of the show. Enter eligible tickets on the Arizona Lottery Players Club by February 28th. Learn more at azplayersclub.com. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge-watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog, because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Your moment has arrived. Welcome to Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Bigger, bolder, and better with so much more to offer. Grab a cold drink and cool off in a cabana at our all-new resort pool. Or take a taste of the here and now with even more dining destinations to choose from, including our new rooftop restaurant and lounge, Prime, a Shula Steakhouse. It's time to own your moment. So you do you. It's now time for the official Game Time Munchies break with a cold, tasty brew from Lagunitas. When you're hungry from raising the pitchforks high, reach for the highly balanced Lagunitas IPA. It's wow with wings, perfection with pizza, and nearly unmatchable with nachos. Their IPA just goes with football food. We're proud to call them the official craft beer of Sun Devil Athletics. The Lagunitas Brewing Company, Petaluma, California. Drink Lagunitas responsibly. Welcome back to the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. Along with Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson, I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play broadcaster for Sun Devil Athletics. And Ray and I are glad you're with us this week. 
as a one-time clarinet player in my high school band, uh, marching band, about oh, five or six lifetimes ago, I've always appreciated the contributions that college marching and pep bands have always made to the tremendous atmosphere that, in my opinion, sets collegiate sports apart from the game day environment you experience at a professional sports event. Arizona State is fortunate to have one of the best marching and pep bands in the country, which is no surprise, considering the fact that the man in charge of ASU's athletic bands was recently named the 2023 Arizona Educator of the Year by the Arizona Music Educators Association. Now in his 17th year as the director of Arizona State's athletic bands program, and with over 40 years experience in the field of music education, it is a pleasure to welcome our friend Jim Hudson to the Anderson Healy Show. How you doing, Hud? Congratulations on that award. Oh, thanks very much, Tim. It was really a great day for my family and myself. It was a very nice surprise, very nice surprise yeah. at the convention. I can imagine. We'll talk about that in a minute. But recently, uh, Jim Hudson and I and uh, a whole bunch of other folks spent time together with the Arizona State men's basketball team on their excursion a couple of weeks ago to the NCAA tournament, traveling with the Sun Devils both to Dayton, Ohio, and then in the dead of night from Dayton to Denver, Colorado for the West Regional. And uh, the ASU pep band was along on the charter on both legs of the journey and with the Sun Devils supporting them at their two NCAA tournament games. Jim, that had to have been a thrill for your kids to get to travel to March Madness. So what are your reflections on that week from yours and your uh, band members' perspective? Oh, March Madness is a special time, Tim. You know, anytime you get a chance to go to the dance, um, it's it's really special for our students. And this time, it was even more special, I think, because a lot of those seniors w went through COVID with us, you know, so they really never got a chance to do anything like that on that on that big stage and that's even inclusive of going to the Pac-12 tournament in Vegas you know so mm -hmm. uh, so it was exciting the kids had a great time and we all survived that 2 a.m. flight together didn't we you know <laughs> we sure um, did it was yeah the it was the way it works in the NCAA tournament when you play in the first four uh, fans might be interested to know the teams that win those first four games on that Tuesday and Wednesday of uh, the first week of March Madness, there is a charter aircraft waiting at the airport in Dayton for each of the four winning teams, two on Tuesday night, two on Wednesday night, and they're ready to take that team to its next regional location. So immediately after their dominating win over Nevada, the charter was waiting for the Sun Devil Travel Party to take us to Denver, Colorado. And what was it, about 3.30 in the morning mountain time, Hud, when we got into the hotel in Denver? That sounds about right, I think, Tim. Yeah, it was a, it was a long day. A long day's journey into night, but it's a journey you want to make because it means you're still alive in the NCAA tournament. You know, Jim, your, your pep band, in my opinion, adds so much to the uh, game day in arena experience that fans enjoy at Desert Financial Arena. I know in years past, I've broadcast some home games, uh, not as much in recent years at things, but in, in further in the past, uh, some home games around the Christmas holidays where there was uh, no pep band there. And I'll tell you, the difference in the atmosphere was compelling. Uh, just uh, so, so different. How do you sense that your kids influence the atmosphere at home sporting events, and maybe even in, in so doing, influence the performance of the Sun Devil teams. 
Well, I'd like to think that if we get on a roll there, we can really provide some atmosphere in our house, you know. We get the opportunity to play when the opposing team's right in front of us and in a timeout situation, you know, and I, I think we can add a lot of excitement, not only for basketball, but football as well. Just we can react to the game and play some things that are that are going to help the momentum of our team. And that's what we're here for, you know, to, to support our team, help get W's, and then to hopefully entertain our fans. We play a, a wide variety of tunes. I'm thinking of our set list from from NCAA. I mean, we played everything from Elvis to to Lizzo, you know, so a wide <laughs> variety of stuff that music that fans of all ages could enjoy and our kids well, you, enjoy. Yeah, you check the boxes on all those uh, objectives for your band for sure. And of course, one of your main responsibilities is as the coordinator and director of the Sun Devil Marching Band before and during the ASU football season. Tell us a little bit about what goes into getting the band ready for a football season? When and how does it all begin for you in terms of assembling the uh, the youngsters that will be part of the, say, to 2023 ASU marching band? Well, we come in uh, the weekend in front of classes. Uh, we do three-a-day practices, um, uh, practice in the morning, practice in the afternoon, and then at night. Uh, just to get the amount of music learned that we have to learn to be ready for that first game. Um, and then uh, we also play freshman welcome for the freshmen um, in Sun Devil Stadium. That's usually Tuesday in front of classes. And then uh, and then it's just game on until that first game. There's just so much to learn pregame, at least one halftime show, if not two, plus all the things we play in the stands. and. And to get our out-of-staters climatized, honestly, you know, because uh, <laughs> game day's kind of hot, you know, and those mm-hmm. those kids that are out of state, they're like, oh, this is different, you know, so <laughs> just getting us all used to that, you know, and then just the excitement of those first few games, they just hit, as you know, uh, they hit real fast, you know, so there's, what, I think four games in a row next year. You know, yeah. so uh, we're going to have to be on our game for sure. And then I think eight home games next year, Tim. So, uh, yeah, so uh, we're going to have to be pretty efficient with our rehearsal time for sure. Yeah. Your kids are going to be in good shape by the end of the season. Indeed, eight home games, uh, four in a row, as Jim said, to start the season. How many marchers do you have in the marching band? How does a student gain access to the ranks of the Sun Devil Marching Band? Uh, we were a little over 280 last year. Um Students uh, were on the athletic website, um, and students can fill out a gold form there to get on our to get on our mailing list, um, our emailing list. That is, um, you know, and it's open to any student in ASU. So, so we've got a lot of students from like the Cronkite School and the and the Engineering School. A lot of our best players have come from from that Engineering School. You know, so. Mm. Uh, um, and it's just, it's thorough, it's completely a cross-section of ASU, you know, um, with the expansion to the, up to the remote campuses. Um, we have kids coming from East Campus, coming from West Campus, from downtown. So, it, you know, it's a lot of dedication to be a part of the group for sure, just, mm-hmm. just from a time management standpoint, you know. But uh, everything's primarily online now as far as getting kids involved. 
How long does it take to plan and implement one particular halftime show? Uh, not only the number of rehearsals, but I'm just, I've always been intrigued ever since I was in the marching band in high school about the, the for lack of a better word, the choreography of the routines and uh, all the different uh, maneuvers the band does on the field while they're playing. Well, Tim, I'm looking at music as we speak, just to, uh, just to start planning ahead so that we can get copyright clearance on anything I want to write. Um, I arrange the majority of the music we play, so, uh, and I know how it fits our kids. So I think that gives us a unique sound. As far as formations, I don't write, a, I don't write anything until I see the whites of their eyes in August so that I know what our numbers are. Um, and then August and September is a lot of computer time, just getting a getting our formations ready, you know, getting ready to uh, to plan those shows um, and get them in the students' hands. Everything Everything's on apps now, so like yeah. all of our music's on an app called Flip Folder App, and our, our drill, our formations is on an app called UDB App, so it makes it a lot easier, especially if you change your mind and do a rewrite, it, kind of, it updates itself, so it's, it's a uh, it streamlined the process an awful lot from the days we had to hand out paper, you know. So, uh, and anytime you make a change, you had to redo all those papers and hand them out again, you know. So, so that part makes it a lot easier. Just the and the computer aided drill design software and the computer aided music software makes it all easier. It's still time consuming, but a lot easier. But yeah, it's game on right now. I mean, basketball's over, spring game's on the 15th, and away we go. Time to time to reload. You sound like me. I start preparing for broadcast months in advance, uh, spending the summer just getting ready for football games that'll take place three, four months down the road. But you almost have to in your line of work, don't you? But just work ahead of the curve there. You have to, otherwise it'll eat you up, you know. If you're not... If I don't have two or three shows in the can by by July, it's going to be a rough season for us, you know, especially wow. with that many home games, you know. Mm -hmm. So because after I write our notes, then they need to go to our drum writer and so that he can get going on his stuff and just, yeah, it takes time to get it done. For sure. When you look at other marching bands, other college marching bands, what are some of the things some of the components in your opinion that set some bands apart from others as the cream of the crop. And are there any schools in your opinion that just have marching bands that are just uh, a cut above the rest? I know as a Penn state alum, I've always been proud of the Penn state blue band. Uh, it's in my opinion, an outstanding collegiate marching band and as is yours, but I'm wondering what are some of the things that you as a band director would look for in others? Uh, cleanliness of formations, um, how they play, how they perform musically, um, and then uniqueness and variety of what they do for halftime shows, you know. Um, and for us, you know, I think a thing that sets us apart from a lot of schools is our our, our visual units. Our dance team is, is exceptional. Um, our baton twirlers are exceptional. Um, and our color guard program is also an exceptional. Couple that with a really good drum line and a really good horn line, and I think we're a pretty good little college marching band, you know. Um, yeah. 
Uh, I think, you know, you being a Penn State alum, there's a lot of tradition in the Big Ten there, you know, as far as just just the Big Ten has its own style, I think, you know, its own unique style, just like Southeast Conference has their own unique style, mm-hmm. uh, Big 12 as well, and then even the Pac-12, I think, you know, so so there's some really good programs around the country. It's really cool to be considered in one of those or a part of one of those programs, you know, and oh, uh, absolutely. You know, <clears throat> but yeah, yeah it's just how creative can you be, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. and, and and then scheduling kind of limits some of that, you know. You got to play great, you got to look great. Oh, you have four games in a row. You know what that means, you know. So <laughs> some things you gotta sometimes keep it simple, stupid, and play great, you know. So there. So, That's not a bad yes. bit of advice for anybody in any walk of life sometimes. <laughs> I think the old uh, KISS theory, but uh, absolutely yours is terrific. Of course, when I think of the Big Ten, besides Penn State, you know, you always think of the Ohio State pregame script Ohio and then the uh, base player that gets to dot the I, and what an honor that must be for that kid. Uh, I don't know if, it, if they use the same individual an entire season or if it's a different uh, uh, individual per home game, but uh, that's one of the great – pregame traditions, I think, in terms of college marching bands, isn't it? Oh, I grew up watching that on TV and oh my God, Iowa, you know, when I was a, mm-hmm. when I was a kid watching that, thinking how cool it was. And then uh, I actually got to see that for the first time with Verdi Dickey um, when Ohio State was out here. Um, Verdi loved the Ohio State band. So I found out where they were practicing for the festival and Away we went. Here it was, the script, script Ohio, right in front of me, and it's like, wow, that's incredible. As far as yeah. the I daughters, I think they vote for that, Tim. As, really? As, and I think, I think there's a different one every game. Um, mm-hmm. The director at the University of Washington, uh, Brad McDavid, um, is a grad of Ohio State, and he's actually he actually dotted the I once. So uh, wow. So that's a pretty big honor for them. And then there's been really you know like jack nicholas dotted the i once so it's Mm -hmm. it's a very very big honor i think absolutely absolutely tell us about the recognition we touched on it at the beginning of our conversation uh, that you received from the arizona music educators association the 2023 arizona educator of the year that is really quite an honor it's well deserved well thanks for that it was a big surprise you know uh George Hattendorf, who was director at Mountain Ridge High School, and he's he's retired. I've known George for a long time, like 40-plus years. Back when I taught in Iowa, he was teaching in Indiana. Um, he nominated me along with Paul Brizzy, one of my mentors from Iowa, uh, Jason Kassler, who's our director of bands here at ASU now, and mm-hmm. Dennis Smith, who's secretary of the ABOTA um, organization, all nominated me. And kudos to like my wife Denise, who kept this all secret. I I really had nothing, had no ideas, you know, that wow. anything like this was going to happen. And she, you know, about two weeks before the convention started asking some really strange questions, like, "Tell me about your high school band experience." And I'm like, "Why do you need to know that for?" <laughs> you know, so, you know um, Jason and Jamal Duncan, who's our associate director of bands was at the convention and 
Jason reached out to me a couple of weeks before convention and said, hey, Hud, let's go to the banquet. Let's go to the awards banquet. Tim, I never go to that thing, you know, <laughs> always yeah. hanging out with our alums, having lunch somewhere, you know, just checking in and talking shop. And so mm-hmm. off we went to the awards banquet, and here we go, and we sat down, and there was two empty chairs at the table, and pretty soon here comes my family, and it's like, okay, wow. you got me. That's so, pretty cool. It was that it was is... a it was a very cool day for my family and I and you know then uh, then the Facebook bombs started coming from students that I hadn't heard of for gosh 40 years, you know, which mm-hmm. made it even more special, you know. It's a it was a very gratifying day for sure. I'll bet it was. I'll bet it was and Jim, you and I talked about this before we started taping, but I kind of have a little bit of it, not only as a former high school band member myself back in the, dare I say, late 60s, but uh, my daughter, Katie Garrick, is a member of the Arizona Music Educators Association as well as the choral director at McClintock High School in Tempe. And through Katie, uh, we as a family have always been in tune to the importance of the arts in our schools. And uh, that's so important, isn't it, for schools, systems to continue to find the necessary funding so that kids can experience music and other uh, forms of art in the schools these days. Well, Tim, the arts are just essential, I think, you know, and it's something that students can take with them after they graduate, even if they're not a music major or even if they stop playing or singing after college or after high school, you know, the lessons, the lessons that they learn in those ensembles are priceless as far as teaching them how to be a great person, a great citizen, you know, meeting time, meeting, meeting time expectations, just how to be a good, how to be a good citizen, you know, and that's, we talked, we talked to our students a lot about that, you know, it's not about the notes and it's not about the rhythms. You'll forget all of those someday, but the friends that you make in your band are going to be the friends for the rest of your life, you know, and uh, I still talk to my college bandmates, you know, from when I graduated back from Northeast Missouri State University back in 1980, you know, those, mm-hmm. they're still on my speed dial, you know, and, and I know our kids still stay in contact, not only with their bandmates, but with me as well, when something good happens in their life, you know, it, it makes an old band director feel pretty good, you know, but yeah, well, I had my, I was just going to say I had my 50-year high school reunion in uh, 2019. I actually missed a Friday night Sun Devil football home game against Sacramento State to go back for my uh, 50-year reunion in Northern Virginia. And I saw some of my colleagues from the Annandale High School in Annandale, Virginia, the marching band, 50 years later and still communicate with them. In fact, one of my friends that uh, I was the MC of the reunion and uh, one of the fellows that helped plan it was a trombone player in the band and he was texting me the night of our game in Dayton against Nevada. He was watching on TV and I gave him where to listen to the radio and he got a chance to listen and we're still in touch 53 some odd years later and uh, you're right those relationships are and and it's when I talk to student athletes you know all the athletes I cover in all the different sports Year in and year out, it's not the games or the plays or the shots or the uh, hits or whatever the sport is that they remember. It's the relationships with their teammates and their coaches and managers and uh, people they got to meet through their 
uh, athletic uh, endeavors at Arizona State that they uh, that those are the things that endure for the beyond the years. Oh, that's what it's all about, Tim. You know, building that family, whether it's a football family or a band family. You know. Absolutely. Well, Arizona State athletics, my friend, would not be the same without you or without the young men and women you mentor in the various Sun Devil athletic bands. Jim, thanks for joining us. And again, congratulations on the AMEA Arizona Educator of the Year Award. Very well deserved, my friend. Good to see you. Thanks, Tim. Go Devils. Give them help. Go Devils indeed. Jim Hudson, the director of Arizona State University's athletic bands, as well as a professor of practice in the ASU School of Music, our guest today on the Anderson Healy Show. Ray will rejoin me for the final segment of this week's show in just a moment. This is the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. Vibe check. A free afternoon on a Friday. Vibe. The party after the after party. Vibe. 3 a.m. text from your ex. No vibe. A hard seltzer with antioxidant vitamin C. Big vibe. Vizzy is a vibe. Celebrate responsibly. 2022 Wilson Coors Beverage Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, flavored beer. Tempe is the place to be to catch the excitement of ASU sports. Before and after the game, Sun Devil fans can enjoy the sunny weather while paddle boarding or kayaking at Tempe Town Lake, hiking around Papago Park, dining on a patio on Mill Avenue, or enjoying a local brew while relaxing poolside at one of our great hotels. The next time you plan to catch a game at ASU, plan to play and stay in Tempe. To learn more, go to www.tempetourism.com. We'll see you in Tempe. If you plan on flying on or after May 7th, 2025, make sure you have the new Arizona Travel ID to get you past TSA security checkpoints. This credential shows a gold star in the upper right corner and is available to Arizona residents as a driver's license or ID card. Getting your license or ID card updated is a slam dunk. Log on to aztravelid.com for a list of qualifying documents you'll need to get your travel ID. Make sure to beat the buzzer and get your AZ Travel ID today. Hey Sun Devil fans, college basketball is back. So grab your friends in a cold, refreshing Dos Equis lager and make the most of game day. Whether you're at the bar with fellow Sun Devils or watching with your friend who went to that other school, Dos Equis is there for it all. So buy a cold, crisp Dos Equis and get those forks up on game day. Dos Equis, proud partner of the Arizona State Sun Devils. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2022. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. We are heading down the home stretch of this week's installment of the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils. Glad you're with us this week. Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson rejoins us now as we quickly check out some of the other ASU sports stories of the past week. A solid weekend this past weekend for the 11th-ranked Sun Devil women's golf team, which finished second at its uh, Ping ASU Invitational at Papago Golf Club, Arizona State finished with a three-round total of four under par, trailing only 23rd-ranked Northwestern, which won the event with an 18 under par team score. Four Sun Devils placed among the top 11 individual finishers at the Ping ASU Invitational, and they were led by Ashley Many, who tied for sixth place with a two under par 214 total 
for 54 holes. Good showing, Ray, by the Sun Devil women's golf team this weekend. Yes, very much so. Uh, you know, that ping is a uh, highly sought-after collegiate tournament with some great teams in it. So to finish second on our home course uh, and, and do it with uh, good performances across the board for our lady golfers was uh, quite quite uh, gratifying for Coach Missy. So uh, our women's golf team is is the real deal. So nice to see him come home. And I heard it was very windy conditions and yet still put up good scores to finish second at home. So congrats to the lady golfers. Next up for women's golf, the Silverado Showdown in Napa, California, taking place early next week, Monday and Tuesday, April 3rd and 4th. Sun Devil women's lacrosse split its first two Pac-12 home games of the 2023 season. The Sun Devils defeated Oregon 12-9 last Friday in their conference home opener before falling 17-13 to Colorado this past Sunday. Sun Devil captain Kaylin Buckner had one heck of a week as she scored 10 goals in the two games combined, now has 23 goals on the season, and her six goals in the Colorado game Sunday, Ray, were for Kaylin a new career high. Yes, Kaylin's a, a wonderful, wonderful uh, lacrosse player, in addition to being an extremely uh, uh, great role model as a student athlete uh, overall. So it was great to see uh, Taryn, Coach Taryn Van Thoff, get her first uh, Pac-12 victory uh, at home here against Oregon uh, and played steady and competitive against Colorado, and that's what uh, uh, she expects. That's what she has uh uh, gotten these ladies to believe in. So between Kaylin and others, uh, we'll have some good competition here in our women's lacrosse program, Tim. So happy for them, happy for uh, Taryn getting her first victory and Kaylin uh, setting her career best. This week, lacrosse will uh, be like baseball. They're heading to the Bay Area as uh, lacrosse will play at Stanford this Friday, March 31st, and then like the Sun Devil baseball team, the women's lacrosse team will be at California on Sunday, April 2nd, to take on the Cal Golden Bears. Let's talk some track and field as Coach Dion Miller's Sun Devil track and field program opened the 2023 outdoor season this past Saturday. We talked about San Diego State basketball a moment ago. Well, track and field took part this past weekend in San Diego State's Aztec Invitational, and Arizona State athletes won eight events and posted 13 top three finishes in that track meet. Among the highlights, transfer student Jeremiah Curry won the 200 meters and helped the Sun Devils 4x100 and 4x400 relay teams to victory in that event. Jalen Drayden won the 100 meters and also assisted on those aforementioned relays. Superstar thrower Turner Washington captured the title in both the shot put and the discus throw, while Grace Campbell leaped to sixth in ASU history in the women's high jump. A terrific start, I would say, Ray, to the outdoor season for Coach Miller's crew. I'll say, you know, you win eight events and then your top three and 13 others and uh, across uh, several athletes, student athletes, having really fine performances. So, uh, yes, off to a very strong start for the outdoor season. Uh, and Coach Dion Miller has got them very competitive, as you would expect. And when you're talking about a thrower in Turner Washington, you know, he's one of the country's best, to be sure. So uh, it's always nice to see 
folks come back and then uh, essentially defend their titles, defend their performances. It looks like Turner's certainly intending to do that this outdoor season, Tim. Yes, he is. Next up for track and field, the Texas Relays in Austin this coming weekend. Finally, a quick mention of Sun Devil Water Polo as the 15th-ranked Sun Devils lost to number one-ranked Stanford this past weekend by the final score of 19-6. to ASU 8-9 and on the season, and Ray, they will next play at Indiana this coming Saturday. Yes, the water polo, uh, they move around a little bit. Indiana's in our association, so we have to uh, mm-hmm. return the favor. So we'll be going back to Indiana to play. Uh, but very, very difficult uh, water polo conference, i.e. competitive. Petra's doing a great job uh, in her first year with this team. Uh, and so we'll continue to battle with the hopes that we'll finish strong enough and get into the NCAA postseason, uh, certainly get a chance to get to our own Pac-12 tournament and then see where we go. But uh, the water polo team is very competitive, fun to watch, and a lot of really fine student-athletes performing with Petra. Petra Party's team will again be at Indiana this coming Saturday, Sun Devil Water Polo. On that note, we bring down the curtain on this week's Anderson Healy Show. This is our first show in a month. Good to be back on with Ray talking Sun Devil sports. And some thank yous before we leave. Thanks first and foremost to our show producer, ASU Senior Associate Athletic Director Doug Tamaro, to our outstanding engineer producer from the Sun Devil Radio Network, Sean Crespin, for his technical help. And thanks to our wonderful show scheduler, Kim Nelson of Sun Devil Athletics. Ray and I will be back next week with another edition of the Anderson Healy Show. We hope you'll make plans to drop by virtually and join us. Ray, good to see you. Have a good week. Likewise, Tim. Good to see you again. Get back on the air with you. Thanks to Sean and Kim as well for hanging in there with us. And as we close, we say, go Devils. Go Devils, always. Till next time, for Ray Anderson, I'm Tim Healy. We thank you for joining us on the Anderson Healy Show. So long, everybody. You've been listening to the Anderson Healy Show, powered by Elevation, the Sun Devils' preferred home energy technology company. Tim Holvick here. You know, I always promised myself, if I ever owned my own Ford dealership, I'd run it with common sense, I'd hire some really awesome people, and I'd treat all of our customers like great friends. And I'd always be a super supporter of Arizona State University. That's how I do it. I call my dealership Santan Ford, and we're in Gilbert. It's where the Sun Devils go. See you here. We are Santan Ford, proud partners of the Arizona State University Sun Devils. It takes hard work to be the best in the game. Planning, commitment, resilience, sweat. That's why Old Dominion Freight Line, the number one national LTL carrier for quality, works hard to be the best in the game and is proud to support those striving to be the best in theirs. Old Dominion Freight Line, official freight carrier of Sun Devil Athletics, helping the world keep promises. 75% of the electricity you're using is on products that are turned off, and your ceiling fan could cost you up to $5,000 over its lifetime. Sun Devils fans, you know your sports stats. At Elevation, we know the stats that can help save your wallet and the world. Visit PoweredByElevation.com and learn how our full suite of smart solar solutions can make a powerful difference today. Elevation is a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Forks up, bills down. 
Y'all feeling lucky? Luke Combs here, and I have an exclusive opportunity for you to win a half a million dollars by joining me in the Living Lucky with Luke Combs Lottery Experience. When it rains, it pours for lucky fans and lottery players who enter to win a chance of a lifetime. Join me in Nashville for a private concert at the iconic Ryman Auditorium in 2024. One lucky winner will have the chance to walk away with a half million dollars at the end of the show. Enter eligible tickets on the Arizona Lottery Players Club by February 28th. Learn more at azplayersclub.com.